Welcome to episode 16 of the Prevention Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Clausen. So honored to have you with us today. Now, did you catch the news on my last episode about the launch of my new Luminous Spark coaching program? Now, it's definitely a different approach to coaching. It's one that brings you high levels of happiness and fulfillment. Because, well, what's the point if you still feel kind of off? My new coaching program is powerful because it begins with, well, perhaps the most important foundation for growth, discovering and understanding who you are at your core. The what and the how are necessary, of course, but without the foundational who, it'll be hard to achieve and could possibly even be unaligned with what you truly want out of life. By now, you all also know my love of finding your why as well. Don't worry, that's step two, and it's a major one. But together, we walk through a series of coaching tools and methods to answer your who, why, what, and how. Using these discoveries will formulate a custom plan of action to guide you on finally taking that big step towards achieving your ideal life. Now, if you're ready to take that first step, I'm only one contact form away. Okay, back to the episode. I wanna build on my previous episode where I unpacked the importance of your prevention team's culture. How your prevention team works together to reach a common goal forms the team's dynamic. And it's the display of that dynamic that really defines the team's culture. A culture is, by definition, the display of behaviors. When you know the culture of a team or organization, you can better understand its strengths, weaknesses, and overall health. Remember, I challenged you to answer the question, my prevention team has a culture of... Well, the four strategies I shared to help you shape your team's culture, they are the foundation. But for today's episode, we're going to build on that and unpack a key way to really put those strategies into action. It's called the turnkey revolution. Yes, turnkey revolution. Now, some of you may already know, but I'm a fan of the book, The E-Myth Revisited. Why Most Small Businesses Don't Work and What to Do About It by Michael Gerber. Now, the book points out how common assumptions, expectations, and even technical expertise can get in the way of running a successful business. And really, it shares lessons we can all learn from franchise businesses. <laughs> Wait, Dave, we're not running businesses. We're not trying to start a franchise. I have a prevention coalition, or I'm a part of a prevention team. Well, I want to push you to think outside of our prevention field. I'm going to swap out the word business for prevention team in this episode. And I got to tell you, it really is a perfect fit. One of the issues is that most people, whether intentionally or not, set up their prevention team as very people dependent when they need to be more systems dependent. You know, that means setting up systems and procedures that really require people with 
the minimum amount of skill to keep it operating at a high level. A turnkey really is an act of setting up your prevention team so that you have systems and processes for that consistent, effective, and orderly way of doing work, doing prevention work. Now, day in and day out, so that way your prevention team is more systems dependent and not people dependent. When setting up a turnkey operation, you want to make sure you're documenting all of the steps and processes that go into making that organization function. It can be marketing, communication, your assessment, all of the steps of the strategic prevention framework, your communication methods, and really even just tracking what you do. We'll get into the nitty-gritty details in a little bit. But the overall goal of a turnkey operation is to build your prevention team into a smoothly functioning organization. Why do this? Why pull lessons from the business field from a franchise business approach? Well, a problem I hear time after time is that turnover is a real problem in the prevention field. So when your prevention team, your prevention efforts, your prevention processes and outcomes are people dependent, not systems dependent, that really does pose a big issue. If turnover is a problem, it's a fact of the matter, let's learn to work with it. Let's reframe it and get structured. So if and when you do have turnover, it's okay. You can get your new team members up to speed quickly, effectively, and your prevention efforts won't miss a beat. Now you want to really have a beginning to end systems set up for what to do at every stage and solutions to all of the problems that unfortunately are going to crop up. This will bring a consistent value to your community, to your team, to your efforts, to your stakeholders, to your funders. So when it comes to building out your systems, you want to look at them as three different types of systems. You've got hard systems, soft systems, and information systems. And to be successful, your prevention team needs to have a continuous improvement approach, mindset. Always seeking to get better, whether that means increasing efficiency, reach, or decreasing wasted time, wasted efforts, and reaching many more people in lots of different ways you can continuously improve. But to be able to continuously improve, you need to be able to perform or operate consistently. And so to do that, you need your hard, soft, and information systems. You know, hard systems are 
really things that aren't that malleable or alive. You know, your logos, your branding, those structured systems that you can't change regularly. Those soft systems are more the ideas and the living things, the what to do, how to do it, and all of your operating procedures or processes. And the information systems are just that, ways of tracking and managing data and checklist record keeping. And when you combine these three systems, you've got a record for everything that can be used to instruct, analyze, and improve every aspect of your prevention team and your prevention efforts. Those three systems, hard, soft, and information systems. So next, you also want to humanize your processes and systems. You want to be systems dependent, not people dependent, but Y'all, we care about people. We care about our teams. You want to humanize those processes and systems. That's also going to increase buy-in. You want to make it personal. It's about your team members. It's about your communities. But with those processes and systems, you want to remember to meet people where they're at, whether it be training or building the capacity of your internal team or your community members. You want your systems and processes designed to meet them where they're at, not set a goal or level to where they're not at, and they have to stretch to achieve it or reach it. You want to use case studies and examples for explaining, teaching, and sharing your processes and systems. That will help make it relatable. Use stories from your community. Use stories that are real life examples, not theoretical. And when it comes to your prevention team, the first system that they encounter, that's your onboarding process. When it comes to onboarding, let's face it. Many of us stumbled into the prevention field. We didn't go to college knowing we wanted to be a prevention specialist. We have varying degrees, different experiences and backgrounds. So take a moment. Think about when you started in the prevention field. How did it feel? When you stepped into that first role, that first job, did you have a clear-cut roadmap for success? Did you know what you needed to do step-by-step step to succeed, to be effective? Or was it unstructured, overwhelming, and kind of changing day by day? You know, the onboarding process, it's a perfect spot to help shape the culture of your prevention team, build the team's capacity, and get Everyone working together effectively and efficiently. And a quick note, do you feel even experienced team members sometimes struggle to stay up to date with the changes? Maybe a little lack of clarity around roles, duties, expectations, and that vision? Onboarding process can also help with that. Now within that onboarding process, you can create a culture doc. 
companies like Netflix, Google, Basecamp, all have well-developed culture docs where they just talk about their culture, the culture of their team, their organization, what they believe, their values, their priorities, and their team culture. So what better way to help shape the culture than just start talking about it right out of the gate? In fact, for our MidAmerica PTTC, we have what we call our playbook. Within that playbook is a section dedicated to just talking about our culture as a team. Within your onboarding process, you want to create a knowledge base that your prevention team can always turn back and reference. And this knowledge base is and should be a living document, a living knowledge base. Things change, different funding sources, different substance approaches, new strategies, new, new systems. It's going to be a living document, but it's at one place your team members can turn to if they have a question, if they're unsure, if they want clarity, if they need a reminder. And shout out to our friends at the New England PTTC. They just launched their new onboarding orientation roadmap for prevention specialists. I'll put a link in the show notes. Check it out. But within that onboarding process, you know, you want to really identify what you want your team members to know coming into the role, such as a foundation of substance use prevention, understanding the field and the profession, and, you know, that same foundation in substance use prevention practice. You want them to understand the core competencies of a prevention specialist, but you also want them to understand the core competencies for their specific position, their role, and you want them to understand clearly how to do the things, those systems that you're going to be putting in place that keep your prevention team operating smooth, effective, and efficient. Onboarding isn't just about the HR paperwork. It's about setting the stage and getting folks up to speed and on the same page. What about a new coalition member? Can you take the same approach with a new coalition member? Absolutely. When you engage a new stakeholder and you invite them to join your coalition, do you have a welcome packet, an onboarding process? to give them a, a 101 foundation level in prevention in your coalition, what you do, how you do it, and why you do it? Or is it awesome? Thanks for joining the coalition. Here's our next meeting. Can't wait to see you there. If you get that coalition member up to speed on on the same page as everybody else, they're not going to feel like they're overwhelmed or they're playing catch up. It's going to help increase and keep their buy-in and the effectiveness of your coalition. So think about that and what it would take to start to put that together for your coalition, for your prevention team. Put together your playbook and set that foundation, shape that culture, and create that turnkey process for your prevention team. Yes, I know. It is a lot of work up front. You've got to document your processes. And as you're documenting them, you're likely going to see 
some changes that need to be made. Ooh, maybe if we did it this way, it'd be a little more effective. Or why didn't I think of doing that first instead of second or third? So you'll add intentional structure as you refine and revise these systems. And when I say systems, like y'all have a system, even if you don't have it written out and structured. For us, when we get a request for TA, how do you take that request in? How do you process it? What do you do with it from there? There's a system in that. When you're planning an event, there's a system for planning an event. But when you start to document these systems, write them out step by step, you're able to see ways to improve the efficiency. And then you'll also be gaining some clarity on what you do, how you do it, and why you do it. It's a lot of work up front, but it will pay off in the long run. And we all know prevention is a long game. <laughs> in fact, it's an infinite game. Shout out to episode eight on substance misuse prevention and the infinite game. I'll put a link in the show notes, so check that one out as well. So if you want some support as you start to build the capacity of your prevention team and shape your systems, refine your systems, even craft an onboarding process, go ahead and visit my website, daveclausen.com. And remember, I'm only a contact form away.